listening to The Sizzle on Iron Skillet Radio and Iron Skillet Television. You know who it is. You know what it is. It's The Sizzle in the building. That's right, baby. We're coming to hit you with the reaction to the first game of the 2021 season. NFL was in full effect tonight. Yes, it was. Mm, it was a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful thing. But before we can do that, let me say this. If you have not liked, subscribed, and shared, make sure that you hit the button below. Make sure that you're leaving commentary. Tell us Push how it. you feel about it. Push the button. Push it good. Make sure you get the commentary. <laughs> make sure you get the... No, I can't even. This man. Ah, push it. Push it good. Ah, push it. Push it real good. Push the button. Yes, please right? push the button. You don't want me up here. You don't want me up here doing the pussy dance. Mm -mm. You know, you know mm -mm. who was that that slid through the other one? It was that pep that slid through sauce legs and the sauce slide through pepper's legs. I always got them mixed up. Which one was which? Pepper's was pep the, the pep was the big one, one right? She pep was the big one. She was she wild. was taller, taller, sir. You have to be yeah. politically correct. You can't just say she was a big one. Well, I, I, I'm from back in the 80s, man. She was a, she was a big chat. She, okay. was... <laughs> she was thick delicious. That's all I can say. Da, 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 da. Oh, get up on this. Anyway, push the button. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Go ahead with your right. opening, sir. <laughs> Well, after all of that wonderfulness, I can't say it any other way, but somebody got pushed. Somebody pushed it, and it was pushing all night. It was all good, all NFL, all football. Let's see. Let's throw out the superlatives already. Uh, Tom Brady, the GOAT, was out in the pasture again. Dak was surveying his land as a Dakota. And kickers do kick. <laughs> but they don't kick a lot. I don't know all that was happening, but Jay, were you ready for the 29-31 win by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as they took it to the edge of extinction, edge of brink of falling off, the edge of nothingness? Well, I mean, it was a game. It was not that it was nothing. I'm just saying, did anybody see Dallas taking the Super Bowl champs all the way down to the last seven seconds of the game. Did you see that? Well, look, the issue was if Godwin doesn't fumble down at the five, if you got four that could actually catch a pass. I mean, a number of things like that. This game should have been the, the, the Buccaneers should have won this game by 14 points. Uh, you saw a Bucks team defense. This was the weirdest defense I've seen in a long time, though. The Buccaneers just decided to let Dak Prescott throw the ball to the outside all night long. They just decided, we're, no, we're not going to even coach. We're, we're just going to leave our guy out there and give him one opener because they figured out that he's not going to have enough to beat us if we can keep the ball in our possession, especially down by the goal line. Those two turnovers down the goal line hurt Tampa Bay a lot. They should have won by two touchdowns. But it was great to see Dak Prescott sit in the pocket, throw the football, move around. He looked really good, but he's also playing a lot of one-on-one -on, -one on the outside. And the Buccaneers just left their corner out on, on the island by himself and said, Dak, you're not going to beat us anywhere else. You're not going to beat us in the middle of the field. Throw everything to the outside. And we got Tom Brady. We'll just go out and score you. 
Well, let's look at some of those numbers. Let's go over Dak Prescott was 42 of 58 for 403 yards with three touchdowns, one interception. His quarterback rating was amazing. He was doing some things, but not to be outdone. Tom Terrific was 32 of 50 for 379 yards, four TDs, and two interceptions. Uh, Jay, I don't know where to start, but I, I've got one place to start. I've got one thing to circle in on, two actually. Number yeah. one, uh, Greg Zerline might be taken out to the pasture tonight by Jerry Jones and left in some stable, and you may not see him again. And number two is that the rushing attack for both teams was horrendous. Horrendous. And it was almost similar. Ezekiel Elliott had 11 carries for 33 yards. His longest run was 13 yards. Leonard Fournette was leading Tampa Bay's rushing attack with nine carries for 32 yards. And his longest run was seven yards. Yeah, neither one of these teams could get the rushing attack going. Dallas really needed to get this rushing attack going, and they didn't. I think that would have helped out a lot, especially down around the red zone, where they need to push the ball in. You also had Zerline, who for whatever reasons, when you have a kicker with a bad back, mm -hmm. how many – look, okay, I, I don't understand this, and I'm not a professional anything. You know, I try to be a professional broadcaster, but nah, you see how that was working out. Uh why can't they find a kicker that can actually kick the field, the football through the uprights? Zerline went out there and hooked it just a little bit outside. That first kick that looked like me trying to kick a field goal. All right, on a good attempt. And then the second one, he hits the crossbar. It's like, but that tells you how difficult kicking in the NFL is when you have to run guys out there with bad backs trying to kick field goals. Now, did he redeem himself later on? Yeah, he kicked a great kick right down the middle. It was fabulous. But they needed those two field goals. But again, mm -hmm. that was that bend, don't break defense for the Bucks, who got down around in the, in the red zone and just did not allow Dallas to get into the end zone. They definitely weren't going to get in the end zone running the football. We knew that from the beginning. But they couldn't get there with their Amari Cooper and the guys on the outside which you really thought were going to have the advantage against the Bucks' corners. They, they produced a lot of yardage, but there was not a lot of touchdowns. That's a recipe for a disaster for the, for the Cowboys. Like I said, this game should have been the, – the Bucks should have won this game by a couple of touchdowns. 400 yards looks great, but what did you do down around the red zone when you needed to? Well, you did enough to get some fantasy teams and some fantasy leaders and, and – teams you got something if you picked up dakota in the eighth ninth or the tenth round yeah. god bless you sir but let me throw some of these receiving numbers at you for dallas amari cooper had 13 receptions for 139 yards with two touchdowns <laughs> cd lamb which i didn't realize i guess after you watch the whole game you didn't you don't see those little catches, but he had seven catches for 104 yards and yeah, one good touchdown. Night. Had a really good night. Now, let's flip it over to the Bucks. Oh, oh, baby. Oh, baby. Your man, Antonio Brown, 
five receptions for 121 yards and one touchdown with a 47-yard yeah. touchdown strike. And Did you see that catch? Did catch you see that amazing. catch, though? Catch was amazing. I mean, just, I mean the, the release, and he was gone. Mm -hmm. And how easily he caught that football. Like they were saying in this game, that he was a big reason why they won the championship last year. And if he can keep it together for the next 16 games, he'll be the big reason why they'll win this one because he is literally unguardable on the outside. He is so quick. He runs these, run these routes with precision. He's in and out of cut so quickly. He's probably the best route runner in the NFL he probably be, would be talked about in glowing terms had he not had the what we want to call them the discretions. Is that is it? Can we say that? Because he didn't get put out the league. The yeah. indiscretions or whatever it was, whatever he had, mm -hmm. whatever he had going on. Uh, but again, Tom Brady, the guru, was able to bring him down and smooth him out, and now they have a weapon that nobody else could harness so uh this guy's fabulous and that that makes him even better and the guy who really we didn't see at all too much for the uh bucks was scotty miller who i thought was going to play a bigger part in this game but you know dallas did a really good job of covering that up and uh they didn't get really beat on the deep long pass except for a couple of times well the person who really did a lot of work there are two people in particular, outside Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin had nine catches for 105 yards. But the real difference maker in this game was Rob Gronkowski with eight catches for 90 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. In the red zone, he was unstoppable. And he was the, the release valve for Tom Brady and this Bucks team that just seemed to be unstoppable offensively. The only people that stopped them were themselves, really. You know, and Gronk, it's really unfair to tell you the truth. You had Gronk and Brady, who've been together for so long. They both understand coverages. They know what's going on. And they really showed it that one time when there was that zero um, coverage in, inside. And Brady basically looked over and saw what was going on. And he knew if that man blitzed, he was going to have Gronk down the seam. Gronk read it exactly the same way. The guy, uh, Gronk goes to block. He sees the guy blitz. He releases, takes off down the field, mm -hmm. and is wide open into the end zone. That's what, you know, decades literally of playing together will produce for you. That's why they make this team almost unstoppable because even with this game as tight as it was on the back end, you knew somehow, some way, Tom Brady was going to get them into position to have a chance to win the game. Uh, and we knew Ryan Suckup is one of the best kickers in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And that was a done deal. That was an absolute done deal. You knew it was going to be over. Brady was not going to fail in that type of situation, and he didn't. Yeah, it was one where you saw the beginning of a season, and it gave you everything you could ask for, all the offense you could ask for. Now, it maybe defensively, you didn't see the number of sacks. There was only one sack in the total game. But what you saw was a lot of pressure. You saw a lot of people coming off the corner. You saw a lot of guards holding and hoping that somebody wasn't coming up that A-gap to kill someone. It yeah. was a thorough game. I enjoyed it. 
But you know what the thing about it was? You saw a lot of holding on the Cowboy side. I mean, mm -hmm. a lot of, that they weren't calling. I mean, there was some just grabber dudes up there. They were just dancing, doing the waltz out there. They weren't calling. But what you didn't see, you didn't see the Cowboys coming out and blitzing Tom Brady that much. They brought some packages, but not that much because they knew Tom Brady was going to go and read where that blitz came from. He was going to feed the ball back in that area. Uh, it's just one of these situations. If the Bucks get beat or when the Bucks get beat, I don't think they're going to go 17 and 0 this year. But it's going to be on something because somebody is either dropping the ball in the end zone order order blowing a pass route or something like that or a read because Tom Brady just looks dialed in. He understands what's going on. And he can deliver the football. And uh it, 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 but it was like you said, man, it was a it was a good it was a good football game. I'm glad it, it started off like that. I thought actually that the Cowboys might get nuclear bomb because it really was just a lot of guys on that team that we had not seen before. But they came out and played well. But, you know, the world champions, they're going to bring that type of effort. Uh, when, when somebody comes and plays against them, they're going to get everybody's best effort. And they got, their, they got the Cowboys' best effort today. They just came up a little bit short. Yeah, a little short. And I think a running attack, to your point, would have really bolstered Tampa Bay in yeah. moving them forward. And you're right. If they had had a good running game, they may have won – by two touchdowns. But conversely, we could look and say the same on Dallas's part. If they had a running game early and if they were able to convert and get those red zone appearances and turn them into touchdowns in the first half, might have been the difference on, in this game. Might have been a one touchdown lead for Dallas going into that last minute where Tom Terrific in with what, like one minute and... 47 seconds. Something yeah. like that. Something like that. But you know what was really weird about this whole game? It looked like Dallas was actually going to try to get this, this ball rolling. It looked like they were going to try to run a little bit. But when they going up against Nada, when you're going up against Adama Kasu, you got David, one of the fastest linebackers in the league. They're not going to let you run in there too often and too long. And I just think uh, because play action – wasn't really a factor in this football game that they just decided to allow Dak Prescott to funnel those throws outside. Because if you notice, they really was not a lot of run after catch over there. It was a lot of tackling right there. It was a lot of bend, no break, because we found out that later on when you get down near the goal line, those passes aren't there because you don't have to cover as much real estate anymore. Those outside passes are gone, and now – can you push that ball into the middle of the field? You don't really want to do that because now you got a rush coming down in, in your face. I sort of think Todd Bowles has sort of set this up by design to make Dak Prescott throw the ball to the outside. I just believe that's what he did. He let them do what they wanted to do, and it just wasn't enough to win. Yeah, it was a lot going on, a lot of moving parts. As we said, and we talked about this off camera, how good this defense is. And it's really not credited for being the type of defense that you talk about and say, hey, it's one of those great ones. But if you saw what they did last year, and there was an amazing stat I saw they threw up that this defense last year was the only defense that stopped three Pro Bowl winning quarterbacks in a yeah. row throughout Absolutely. the Super Bowl. I mean, their run to the Super Bowl 
when we talk about great players and great teams, I think somehow you've got to mention and somehow put it into the, the question or at least into the conversation, what was this defense able to do similar to other great defenses? We talk about the Giants and the Bears recently, but we haven't talked about how good this Bucks defense really is. Well, the only real place that they really have problems with on this defense are their corners. Right. Uh, they have the best defensive line, hands down, in the NFL. I mean, you got JPP, Adamicusu, you got Nada. I mean, it, it, it's just ridiculousness coming out there. It's just scary all across there. You got that super fast linebacker core going across there. I mean, really, that front seven is just as formidable as it gets. Now, they did lose a corner today. It looked like a, probably a shoulder dislocation um, when he fell awkwardly like that. So he might be gone, hopefully not for the rest of the season. So they do have a Achilles heel out on the corners. However, though, uh, if you don't get a Dak Prescott who can really get the ball out quickly and you got a quarterback who's more of a statue back there, these blitzes might get home and it's going to be Katie bar the door for a lot of other quarterbacks out here if they can't get rid of the football. Scary defense, we're going to see what's happening. And I'm going to tell you why it's scary is because the opposite offense always has to be trying to push the ball. Be, has to be trying to push. When I said it, it didn't sound right. I'm sorry, Miss Johnson. My English teacher, when I said be trying, that, 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 that was my hoodie bonics uh, language coming out every once in a while. But um, the issue was that this defense, because of Tom Brady, it causes the other offense to have to open up and push the ball downfield push the ball where they don't want to push it because they know they need to score. Because Tom Brady is going to come back, he's going to come back and figure out your defense like he did tonight. He knows what's happening out there, and he's going to put his team in a position to score points. you got to score points to beat Tampa Bay. There's, just, there's not going to be any 14-10 games with Tampa Bay. It's not going to be it. you got to score. you got to at least score 30 points to win. We saw that Tampa, we saw tonight. That didn't happen. If the Cowboys did score 30, what was the night score? I can't remember. Was it 28? Uh, 29-31. 29-31. So you got to score at least 30 points to win the Cowboys mm -hmm. uh, to, to beat the, to beat the, uh, the Tampa the Buccaneers. Bay Buccaneers. You got to score points. There's no there's no 14 points. is not going to do it against the Bucs. The Bucs know that, and I believe Todd Bowles understands that. You can have all that yardage you want. You ain't getting nothing down the end zone. We saw that play out today. Well, one of the biggest things when you look at this core, as you had just mentioned, you've got Antonio Winfield, you've got Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaquille Barrett, Levante David, yeah, who was a, a, a wrecking machine. But all of that aside, even when you put Ndamukong Sue there, the key to this defense and something, an element that they didn't have a lot of last year because of injury but the key is their nose tackle, which is Vita Vea. He uh, is unstoppable yeah, on a, a single man coverage when he's being blocked by that guard or even if that tackle comes. He's able to bowl through them, get to the quarterback as he did tonight, was able just to push the guard all the way back into Dak Prescott and still tackle Dak Prescott. Amazing. But the most amazing thing, Jay, is... 
what happened with Ezekiel Elliott? Was it just the defense or is Zeke just uh bleh. That that that's yeah. the word. Is he, he's just bleh. You gotta run behind the offensive line that you're given. You know, I mean, you just you just said how great this defensive line was. I don't know why I threw Nada in there as Veda. Mm -hmm. But you, if you don't get the running room to run in, I don't care how great of a back. You could have put uh, Jim Thorpe, Jim Brown, Red Grange, whoever else you wanted to put back there. Nobody was going to get yardage on the ground against this defense. They know it. The, this defense knows you're not going to be able to run them. You might crack off a 16 yard or 15 yarder because you get loose, but are you going to are you going to have a 20, 30, 25 carry game for 120 against this? No, not going to happen. Not going to happen. And they know it. You can't run against this team, so you got to you got to throw the ball 40. Do you think they really wanted Dak Prescott to throw the ball over 40 times? And he just came back off a broken leg. And here's the other part about it we haven't even talked about. Vader came back. He broke his leg last year. Was it last year or the year before? Last year. Last year he broke his leg. And he's back again like a monster. He looked like, I don't, he looked like, uh, what was that? Uh, oh, the, the, the juggernaut. That's what he looked like. <laughs> he looked, he was just like the juggernaut. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you couldn't stop him. What are you going to do with him? How you go? You know, you got the Hulk out there with a helmet on. What are you going to do? Well, uh, if you're uh, an opposing running back, you're not going to do too much. No. It's funny. This defense reminds me of a couple of years ago. I don't know if it's three years now, four years, when the Bears had their defense that you couldn't run on. Now, what you can do in certain spots on that Bears defense was you could hit them with the short yardage plays, the little dink and dunks, the buttonholes. You could do some little things to them and matriculate down the field. But if you're going to sit there and try and yeah. run, not going to work. Memo to the NFL. You cannot run against the Bucks front. No. They're mean. Here's, here's they're another mean, memo. Here's another memo to the NFL. Here's, a, here's another memo to the NFL. Uh, they go, they're going to run out the Black National Anthem for every football game, or is it just every big event? Because you're talking about, I sat there and went, what? We not even in Black Lives Matters mode? We, we, we're, breaking out, we're breaking it out again, lift every voice? I had to stand up off the couch. You That's know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I, it's really good that the NFL is really staying – um, true to its creed that it was going to be more diversive, it was going to be more sensitive to these matters, and that the players mattered in this league. And I'm really happy to see that they're actually playing the Black National Anthem. There might be some people who are watching this today might not like that they're playing the Black National Anthem. That's your problem, not mine. Uh, it is something that needs to be played. I believe, because it also brings to light the things that Black people have had to deal with in the United States for a long period of time. But it also is a song of hope and unity that we will hopefully get people rallied up to help in our own communities, especially those professionals out here, educators, 
business people, things like that, who've left the uh, urban communities. I'm one of those people who left the urban communities to put my kids in a better situation for going to school. But we need to reach back out into those communities and help them. Nobody's going to help our kids unless we start helping them ourselves. So it was good to hear the Black National Anthem. I'm hoping that it's not a divisive uh, situation for a lot of people that you just see that it is a unity um, inducing device in the Black community. And I'm hoping that a lot of young people uh, would actually know the words to it so they can understand what was going on and why it's being sung. And it's not just situation because it's some type of political thing. I just want to throw that out there. Well, you know who it is. You know what it is. It's the sizzle with a reaction to game one of the 2021 season. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who were victorious over the Dallas Cowboys, 31 to 29. This was a, a rump roaring game. I've always wanted to say that. Hey, and you said rump, and you said rump with such vigor. I did. I did. Your yeah. your rump was roaring because you were out of your seat and you were saying, <laughs> gosh darn it, they're buckaroo. You guys are amazing. You, know, you swashbuckler, you, Tom. You wow. are a, you're an amazing swashbuckler. He is. Yeah. He is Captain Swash, the, the buccaneer. You're you okay till you went over there. Okay. Well, you know who's in the building. He's Jay Sizzle. I'm G Sizzle. Make sure that you and follow us on you, Twitter, friend, Facebook, and Instagram on the other at side. Iron Skillet Sports. And remember to like, share, and subscribe to Iron Skillet Sports on YouTube at Iron Skillet Sports.